Hello and welcome to our very first episode of High Kawaii Society. My name is Davin and today we are going to be talking about religion and conspiracies. Kick back, relax, and have a wonderful time. The following is intended for cool kids only. Content is generally not safe for work and may produce side effects such as euphoria, existential dread, and having your mind blown. Proceed at your own risk. Today's topics include religion, atheism, how to correctly pronounce LaCroix, flat earthers, the Mandela effect, and much more. fucking ready for this i'm ready are you <laughs> and then here's here's the satisfying ah. sound of the man chugging his own LaCroix. and the burp uh, it's so carbonated Boy, boy. Name. Like, like, this is the thing though like i'm gonna be the linguist stickler here and i'm gonna be the cynical foil and just Look point out La croix bois. <laughs> still sounds good dude but even the people the spokespeople for la croix say it's pronounced Lacroix. they're american french transplants you know they like they know their last name. They know how it's spelled, but they're so fucking detached from their heritage that they don't know a single word in French other than baguette and rendezvous. You know, and even that's hard for them to pronounce. So they just go with Lacroix because it's easy. They're welcome to be wrong. Except Lacroix is actually a word in French, so it's like okay. Oh, is it? No, you can pronounce it wrong. It is. What's it means Croix cross. Means? Well, Lacroix is what I should oh, no. say. Lacroix is also like a last name And it's a name that came from a word Like that's how names come out Is from like, like words and shit Give me an example well, it's Smith, like, like also but I'll give you an example <laughs> I'll give you an example though Like goodbye you know what that came out of What God be with you that's the etymology for the word goodbye what So like, every fuck? time you evoke Every time you say goodbye You evoke a religious epithet Oh, Even God. if you yourself are not religious, yeah, but I mean that's that's a culture. That's how it works, oh, and it's no. like that's, that's okay. You know what I mean? And I'm totally com- that's not a contradiction. I'm totally comfortable with that. I think we've had this conversation. You know, spirituality is not religion. Religion is not spirituality. Right. <laughs> Basically, it's agnostic is simply saying I am not making an affirmative statement of what I know. You know, in I'm, that case, basically, I am hesitant to call myself an atheist. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, There's a lot like of really nothing. negative shit uh, tied to that. Not even just Christians thinking that we're all Satanists, but really stupid people are like very gung ho about atheism. Really annoying people I don't want to associate with. So I'm I'm extremely hesitant to really say that I identify completely with that. But I'm not really a spiritual well, person. Like I don't I don't think that there's some mystical force behind the existence of humanity. And I don't think that there's some invisible force dictating or even suggesting different I don't even you know, there's nothing out there. I honestly believe that. But I'm not mm-hmm. an atheist. I'm like a Satanist. What okay. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you're talking about, but I think that you can say the same thing about 
just about any guiding philosophy, there's always going to be somebody who's ruining it for everybody else. I don't think that those people you're talking about are really representative of what atheism is or means. If you're a militant atheist, if you're a condescending atheist, that's not representative of atheism. Atheism itself does not adopt that or engender that. That's a cultural thing that is engendered out of, I don't know, if you think, I would say the people who are most militant are isolationists. Christopher Hitchens is a, is a is an exception. He was an intellectual and um, very much involved in the public sphere, but he was very, very dogmatic. I'm like, no, like I am your enemy. If you're a religious person and you believe in religion, I consider me your enemy, philosophically speaking. I'm not out to kill you or anything, but I'm out to kill your ideas. Very, well, he's very straightforward about that. I, I'm kind of with him. Um, just Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I, just I don't think he's wrong. Kind of an asshole, kind of an asshole, but I don't Sometimes think he's wrong. You just, you, know gotta, I mean? you just gotta come forward and be the asshole for a minute, you know, just to be real. Christianity, to its core, the founding days of Christianity has been a really no. hypocritical, really transparently manipulative in the way that there's. I mean, Judaism is far older, and I would say that it holds the same kind of thing. It just reformed a lot earlier than Christianity, but it also came around a long time before Christianity, too, so it's got right. that going for it. But I mean, like, slaughtering, quote, pagans, anybody who doesn't believe in Christianity, and the Crusades, yeah. and the divine burden of converting the brown man, saving him from his evil ways, and teaching him of Christ, or killing them if they don't decide to convert, or taking their lands, and pillaging yeah. and raping in the name of God because it's a divine burden and he he wanted me to do this for him and it's really I'm just doing God a favor I'm not taking pleasure in killing and raping and stealing and getting a bunch of gold and whatever it's all just yeah. like fundamentally to its core evil and there are some good people who believe in it but that's just blasphemy I understand what you're saying for someone to call themselves a believer and also at the same time be an agreeable good person that's contradictory to the exactly. core belief yeah. I get what a, you're saying I mean it's been said before that Christianity is a cherry picker's religion which is cool because I mean there are some dope things that are said in the bible like don't steal don't kill people don't be a dick, you know? Like, do unto others as you would have others do to you. The golden rule. Well, that's remember, that's cool also thing. coming... Remember, that's also coming from the Jewish Torah. Like, that's yeah. the Old Testament. No, yeah. You know? Absolutely. But this is... Everything you listed off. When I think of that, I think of the Abrahamic faiths. Like, honestly, <clears throat> when you look at all religions, there are some religions out there that are just like... Like, there's Jainism, which is like the only real religion of peace so to speak you know that we like to apply the label for islam of religion of peace which i personally think is like you can't say that about any of the abrahamic faiths at all not any of them judaism islam christianity you can't call them a religion of peace and just leave the conversation at that it's not accurate it's misleading it's misrepresentative jainism is a religion of peace if you're an extremist in jainism you are taking careful point to watch every step so you don't step on an ant or some uh, creature beneath. <laughs> they, they have Can you a kill strict passive. I don't Is think so, peaceful? no. That's not peaceful. No, that's your life. You're, you're ending life. Like They respect life. If, they they revere... If, no, no, life. no, no, no. Let me stop you there. All right, here's a hypothetical. Yeah. What if you are mm -hmm. psychologically, incurably a homicidal maniac rapist? Then, if, right. you, if you were, what is it, a Jainist? A Jainist. Right, a Jain. If you were, a, you know, the uh -oh. most hardcore of Jains, wouldn't you, like, 
kill yourself to prevent the damage that is to be done by your unpeaceful urges caused oh, by... Oh, I, I, right? I imagine you would probably struggle with that, and maybe they would... Okay, consider this. The kind of person who is a homicidal maniac and who is self-reflective enough to consider not only those homicidal urges, but also their upbringing as a Jane is the kind of person who would probably have suicidal tendencies anyway because they'd have a lot of self-loading issues. Right. They'd have a lot of resentment right. against the world. They'd be like, why was I created this way? This is unfair. They'd right. probably lash out at other people before they would hurt themselves, if not hurt themselves. But I don't know the answer to your question. Right. That that really right. would depend on the person and the circumstances. It's pretty extreme. Um, it's pretty extreme. But I, Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not saying that a Jane, by the right of having a religion of peace, means that every Jane is safe. Here's the thing you have to remember. I'm talking about a very small number of people. They don't make up a I'm very large... I don't know what the actual... Yeah, yeah. They're obscured for to begin with. Like the Zoroastrians, yeah. like they're still a religion, but like they're ancient flat earthers. Actually, that's <laughs> mainstream. Yeah, but that's also a disturbing thing to believe in. Like, unlike Jainism... If you look at the number of people who believe that the Earth is flat, that's disturbing. If you look at the number of people numbers? who believe in Jainism... I'm going to look at the numbers. Well, just any number is disturbing. <laughs> that's <know>. my point. <laughs> but if, if, if you look at the number of people who believe in Jainism, there's no problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But right. people who believe the Earth is flat, that's a problem. <laughs> that's know? problematic. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did you watch the uh, the Flat Earth has no forests or whatever the fuck the new the new video that's making all the flat earthers go crazy and point fingers saying yes yes see i told you they're like dude have you seen the video there are no forests on flat earth it's an hour and 20 minutes so whoa okay um basically i'll actually just summarize it for you um so they're looking at big rock formations like Big Sur, El Capitan, um, the Devil's right. Tower. Um, and they're comparing them to pictures of stumps. I think I shared some with you. They're, they're pictures of like tree stumps that are like, you know, sawed off or like broken off or something like that. And they're like, see, they're identical. They look oh, exactly the same. Ask. Mesas, basically. Like mesas. In flat mesas. The, the kind yes. of rock formations yes. they're looking yes, at yes. are mesas. Exactly. Okay. And uh, there's there's a lot of geological science that goes behind that that will completely explain why it looks like that and how it got there right. and everything. There's there's a lot of right. science behind that, but and right. they they they're kind of notorious for questioning science and and you know like saying like are th- is this true or are they saying this to keep us stupid? <laughs> are they you know like to keep us from exploring beyond the great ice wall or whatever, but they legitimately believe, or some of them at least, the videos I've watched, they legitimately believe that giants, you know, extraterrestrials, people of the flat earth realm, but not of flat earth, came and harvested silica-based trees, like lumbers, like lumberjacks, you know, cut them down, and what is left are those, what did you call those? Mesas? Mesas, yes. And, uh, you know, the, the hexagonal shapes that are formed in some rock, uh, molten rock, they will crack at the stress points or whatever and form a hexagon shape in pillars, you know? I think I've seen that, yeah. Uh, like the Giant's Causeway in Ireland or something? Yes, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Iceland, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So the majority of these mesas that they've been looking into have these hexagonal pillars going up them, and they believe that's actually to 
prove their point even further, even though there's geological science behind that as well that easily explains why that happens and how it happens. But they think that it's like the cellular structure of the tree or some bullshit like that that further proves their point. They bring it up. They're like, look, look at these hexagonal shapes. And then they explain it in their own special way that's just, like, insane. They actually believe that the Avatar movie, the one with the blue people and the tree, they believe that that is, like, a historical recreation of something that happened on Earth. Okay, that was the icing on the cake, the last part, with the fuck yeah. you tying it in yeah. with Avatar. Hold up. So up until now, it was enough for them to, like, look at the science and say... I'm going to doubt this because I'm not going to say this out, you know, outwardly, but this is all about hiding the existence of God, because if God doesn't exist, then therefore evolution makes sense, which means the world is millions of years old, but the Bible said it's 6,000 years old, so fuck you. That's what this is about, and that's what, anyway, religion. So, um, I don't know. The fact, (laughs) what does Avatar have to do with it? Um, you know, in the Avatar movie, uh, they're they're harvesting what's underneath the tree. There's this special unobtainium, um, and basically, they were arguing that these trees—they are not carbon-based trees, which are real trees in reality—but the trees of the ancient times were actually silica-based. So, silica, as we all know, or silicon, is the fundamental, crucial crystal that helps us make computers and computers are fucking dope and they can like do a bunch of cool shit because of these silica crystals but they believe that these giants these aliens these whoever who cut down these trees were harvesting the silica to make big computers or something i'm not 100 percent sure on that i'm not 100 percent on that but they also believe that deserts and beaches and dunes and sand in general is actually the byproduct the sawdust of these silicon trees being sawed down by the giant people uh-huh and there's just all sorts of crazy shit and not the result of erosion yeah erosion because erosion takes millions of years and they believe that caves long tunnels of caves are actually the old root places from these silica-based trees and it's not from limestone dissolving over a certain amount of time it's from the alien people harvesting all of the silicon from within the earth (laughs) so proved also by those big pictures of the giant crystals coming in caves and these spelunkers standing next to 50 foot tall amethyst this is like an hour and a half long documentary you're describing yeah (laughs) oh my god but yeah it's deep I mean it's a lot of it's no, like re- no, really no conspiracy theories today, dude. Like that would be a good topic overall. Like I'm fascinated, frankly, in some of the conspiracy theories that I've heard. Mandela effect, you know about those? Yeah, that one. Like stuff that comes up that never happened. Like the fruit of the loom logo, not having a cornucopia. It was only just fruit or something like that. Where do the fuck does the gourd come from, or the uh, cornucopia come from? I mean, that's what I'm seeing when I Google it. I find that I just Googled Fruit of the Loom Cornucopia logo. Or just, just Cornucopia. Just, and I, no, just type in Fruit of the Loom logo. Fruit of the Loom Cornucopia and trademark filing. So, uh, you're familiar with the Mandela effect. You know what it is. Yeah. yeah. Are you familiar with the theories behind it? Why it yeah, happens. I mean, I can speculate on them, and I'm pretty sure I can make a make a good guess as to okay, what they involve. Okay, so you don't actually know, but let's hear your speculation. See if it's you know close. Okay, I don't know. I would have to imagine it. if there's not some kind of like 
almost metaphysical, almost like astrological sort of uh, like alien involvement or uh, alternate reality shit. My first thought was some kind of like uh, government psyop sort of thing, make us doubt the object- objective reality. But that I guess is more a projection of my opinion. If I'm way off, you're you're getting you're you're close. You're not completely off the mark. So there are a couple different approaches to this, but the most common one is that there are parallel universes, and due to something with the the super hadron collider, the uh, CERN <laughs> project. Um, Mm -hmm. is creating tears and rifts in the space-time continuum where these parallel universes are converging something like a merger of uh, servers on like World of Warcraft where everything will continue as normal but some people will recall things from their parallel universe that were just slightly off and others will remember it as it always was on that server. So one good analogy to, to uh, describe uh. how it works in the theory is that in World of Warcraft, there were two servers. There was one raid that one clan beat first and everybody knew it on each server. So when these mm-hmm. servers converged, there was one group saying, no, Death Destroyers 5000 clan did that first and I was there. You know, And then on the other side, there's the other clan or guild that did it. There are two truths, but they have converged to the point where it doesn't seem that way. One is right, one is wrong. So that's kind of the debate there. Why some people see it and other people are like, no, no, that's always been like that. It's always been this way. But... I don't think that's right. I don't think that's true or real. (laughs) I don't know. It's one of those untestable claims. You know what I mean? What I think it is, and chime in if you have something to add to this, because this is half-cocked, but how the memory works, and I've, I've only really learned this from, like, podcasts. I've never actually done my own fucking reading, so I may be extremely misinformed on this. But how the human memory works is there are no actual memories. It's you recalling that instance in your head. Like, every single time you recreate that instance. It's not, like, a picture in there. It's not, like, going back to, you know, rewinding your fucking tape or anything like that. It's a, it's a complete fabrication. So you may legitimately remember it one way just because that's how you perceived it. Because reality is so, so, so objective. Uh, subjective, sorry. And uh, you just see it that way, and you recall it that way with conviction because your brain is, you know, that all-being. One of the things that kind of threw me for a loop, and it did make me think, was Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the theme song for Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. I don't know Mandela effect around it, because I don't even... I'm, I'm I don't presenting think... it to you right now. So, okay. what are the first words? Did, did you... Did you watch that show a lot? Like, what are the first words to the theme? No, I don't. I couldn't say confidently that I remember anyway. But if I had to, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. But also, so I mean, it's not as big of a thing for you because you didn't watch it every day as a kid. But a lot of people watched it every day as a kid, as you can imagine, because Mister Rogers is one of the most beloved, you know, children's shows of all time. Um, But they all (laughs) call it as the neighborhood. Like, it's our neighborhood. He's referring to something that is, you know, the one and only neighborhood. Because we wanted to be included. We wanted to be a part of Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. The neighborhood. Uh Our neighborhood. Not something that can be singularly claimed as their own. So, 
I'm gonna play something real quick. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a He says, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. That is exclusive. Not your neighborhood, kid. This one. Because a lot of kids who watched that show grew up in really fucked up places, you know what I mean? So I can see the psychology behind wanting to hear him say the neighborhood, referring to the one and only, your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So everybody recalls it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Even Daniel Tiger's theme song intro says it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighborhood. Eddie Murphy, Saturday Night Live parody says the neighborhood referring to the singular one your neighborhood so i see the psychology behind it i can see how some people would want to hear that and fill in that blank because it isn't something you really think about whether he said this or the you know it's not a topic people are just looking at things under a microscope under the assumption that something's changed like because of the Mandela effect and they're finding weird shit like this it's your brain not recalling history accurately I think it's as simple as that I don't know if there's any uh, established uh, research on instances of this that have been documented throughout history is there any other precedence for this I'm I've heard of a few examples but I haven't really spent any time looking into it well there's a I don't know based on it so if you're if you want to look into it in the future there's a bunch of them I could go on for days like fucking parallel Oscar Meyer. How do you spell Oscar Meyer? M E Y E R. Right. So, Google search Oscar Meyer. Is it M A Y E R? Yeah, it's M A Y E R. Right. So everybody wants it to be M E Y E R because that's the fucking right way to spell Meyer. I also remember, even as I was saying it, Sing I remember telling myself, "No, I remember." asking myself how do you spell that and then spelling it and then looking at me like oh that's right i was wrong like look, look so, at fred meyer the m- more popular brand at least in the, which is, the u.s the u.s and yeah it's m-e-y-e-r that's the more saturated version of meyer that we all know and and the right way to spell the fucking name um but the thing that trips people up so much about this one in particular is that there was that jingle that everybody knew you know, I didn't know it, but like so many people uh, saying that as children, you know, like at the barbecue or some shit. Like, I don't know if this is actually real or not, but for oh, some reason, people know the theme song. O S C A R, and then like they spell it in the fucking song. Because if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, okay, you know it. Everyone would be in love with me. That's like one of them, I guess. I don't remember the spelling one. Weird. Well, that was weird. <laughs> my baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say. Because Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. We'll be right back with some more tantalizing conspiracies and shifting skepticism. Meanwhile, feel free to grab yourself a nice cold LaCroix. It's hot out there, folks. Stay cool. That was refreshing. 
so people uh, people want to remember things the logical way and when they look at it under a microscope like actually fucking read it instead of looking at it and assuming like how most people read they just look at the words or the letters within a word and assume what the word is and then they rebel they tear their eyes out and say no that's wrong I remember it one way you know like so yeah that's the thing I mean that's I agree I think there's a cognitive dissonance of like how you recall something and then when someone presents you with the facts you're like no that's wrong I remember it this way that happened you're like you're mistaken. They say it with conviction, you know? And so yeah. that's how this divide comes where, like, the logical thinkers are like, no, dude, it's always been M-A-Y-E-R. And then all those assholes are like, no, I know the fucking jingle! It was M-E-Y-E-R! You know, Goddamn like, Hadron Collider is parallel of varieties and the black holes, we're all gonna die! <laughs> I didn't live my entire life thinking that was right. I lived my entire life knowing that was right. And you can't tell me otherwise! There's a bunch of fucking egomaniacs. Fucking listen to me. I love those goddamn wieners. <laughs> I know how to spell that goddamn brand. <laughs> I ate Oscar Mayer wieners every day for 20 years, and you're gonna tell me it's spelled differently? <laughs> All right, and I, then another I, one. I, I, uh, if you want to continue, Shazam. With yeah, no, I know. I know this one. Okay, so you know that one. Should we skip this one? <laughs> Is that uh, really Kazam, right, or something? It was uh, Sinbad, genie movie. Never existed, but people believe that it did. Well, wait, 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 wait. My understanding is that people basically confused either Sinbad for Shaquille O'Neal. No. Who, who actually played in the movie? Because there was a Shaquille movie O'Neal. about a genie box. Okay. Sh- Shaq. It was definitely Shaq, and it was called Kazam. But there yeah. were a bunch of people who remembered it as Sinbad and called Shazam, but they do also remember Kazam with Shaq. So that's the, this is the, the fake ad that some Redditor, yeah. you know, created for Shazam, which is actually in the same font that Kazam is in. So let me, let me share the p- picture of Kazam for you. So it's, it's the same yeah. font with the SH in front of it. And that's, it's, it's stupid, honestly. <laughs> so kill a meal and the sleep. Little bitty white kid in a wheelchair. No, what's he? What's what is? Oh, he's just sitting in a chair. Oh yeah, he's sitting. That's a ghetto blaster right there. He's a rapping genie with an attitude. Oh man, I want to watch this movie now. Oh my god, nineties kids movies do not hold up well. I wouldn't open that box. (laughs) (laughs) What about Space Jam though? That still holds up. Space Jam holds up. Space Jam. I would imagine. I haven't seen seen it recently. Oh. I watched it recently, and let me talk about my sweet honey thing, Lola Bunny. Jesus. All right, this was definitely my first cartoon crush, dude. Yeah. Dude. I've had many a cartoon crush. Check out this (laughs) fox right here. Oh, yeah, dude. (laughs) And it it was the fucking furry, and we didn't even know what that was back then. Right, dude. I had a I had a big heart on for her. Check this out, though. She's pretty crazy. Cool. Yep. That's pretty yep. hot. That's, that's on the internet. Yeah, hey, of course. Hey, folks, if you didn't know about this, this is a thing. Rule 42 People or whatever? <laughs> I don't know what the rule was. People masturbate <laughs> to drawings of... <laughs> <laughs> we definitely never do that. Don't do that. Kids, don't do that. Don't do that. Listen to your parents. Go to church. Uh, join a nearby... 
uh, soup kitchen and also pay your taxes. Let's be honest. I don't think any children are listening to this. If you are, do exactly what Jordan just said. It's very important. Yeah. Go to church. If not, go ahead and masturbate to whatever you want. Even if you're an atheist, go to church. You <laughs> fucking scum of the earth. You're going to hell. <laughs> it's like a fucking Lola Bunny Hooters drawing. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I don't know about that one. I'm more, I'm more digging the first, the second one. The second it went one from, good. it went from, oh yeah to ah oh, yeah, and then I was, oh. <laughs> 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 that was great. Thanks for joining us today for our first ever episode of High Kawaii Society. Tune in next week where we will be discussing the dangers of the internet and revisiting some of our favorite childhood theme songs.